Hey guys, this is John. And Austin. And Brett. And Dylan. And similar to what we did with all the tastings of the summer sausage, we got to arguing about what the correct cheese percentage is. Eight. 10 or 15. What? What? Whoa. Yeah, we weren't doing Where it was 30. 20 or 25 yeah. or 30? We stopped at 15. Dylan and I talked, and anything beyond 15, it just tastes like cheese anyways. Personally, from just looking at these, but we'll get into that, I think it's clear which one is the, the correct amount to do. So we used uh, tones on all of these. They all have encapsulated citric acid. They were made from the exact same batch. They were smoked the same, so they are exactly the same except for the amount of cheese in it. So we've got from your right to left, we have the 8%, the 10%, and the 15%. Now, 8% we chose because that's two pounds to a 25 pound batch, which is what I often like to say. Uh, Austin and other people will say you need to use 10%, which would be two and a half one pound bags to a 25 pound batch, and then just because Austin wanted to see what it was like with more cheese, I made a 15% batch. Um, I suppose not surprisingly, this stuffed about another half a chub than the other two because of the extra cheese in it. Yeah. It's more weight. All right. Now, it, well, it's more volume, really. Yeah, correct. That was the one thing that kind of stood out as I was cutting these up a little bit. Cheese is a big volume adder to all of these products because by weight, you know, it adds a lot of volume by weight. Well, it's not as intense as like salt or meat. So like yeah. a 50 pound box of cheese will be a lot bigger than a 50 pound box of salt. Right. So it's probably not that much different than meat. You don't think so? Probably not. Oh, I mean, it's gotta be a good bit. I mean, it's, it's, it's a little bit less dense, but probably, probably not a lot. lot. It, there's a lot of fat in it, so it's, it'd be similar to the to the fat in the meat, but the lean, it basically, it, I guess more or less comparing uh, what your fat to lean is going to be like in meat anyways, because there's so much fat in the cheese. I want to say the cheese is like 30, over 30% fat, something like that. All right. But so can, can I ask a question? You you're talking you about it and you're kind of throwing Austin under the bus for, <laughs> for something that, that looks really good over there. Um you eight percenters when you ever do you ever take like a summer sausage that doesn't have cheese added and you take a slice of summer sausage and you take a slice of cheese and don't you put those together on a cracker and eat them and at that point what would be the percent of cheese with one slice of cheese and one slice of uh-huh summer sausage somewhere so in the range of eight percent probably yeah by that logic then you're almost a 50 percent because i've seen you cut out cheese and, and meat and the slice of cheese is as thick and as big as a slice of meat now it's not quite the same because it is a little less dense mm -hmm. i mean you're arguing for like a 40 or 50 percent then and i'm asking you guys questions i think those those are two different things it's obviously going to make your eight percent look bad he's trying to make fun of us um but i like the taste of meat cheese isn't additive mm -hmm. cheese tops meat what? No, no, I don't, I don't agree with that. Yeah. I, I still like it. I Welcome just, to the family, John. Oh. Austin's been excommunicated. <laughs> cheese over meat. I mean, cheese is good, but come on, cheese over meat. This guy. All right, all right. Dylan, I, I made my statement. You were my saying opening remarks. So. You wanted to see one split down the middle, right? Uh, no, cut on the forty-five. 
So show me. Oh gosh. Okay. Here we go. Ah. Okay. That way we get a bigger cross section to see how well you stuffed them. Yeah. So we do get to. Like, no, we didn't get to last time. We're not going to this time. That's set sure. up there. Yeah, I'm going to say that 8%. I guess so I far, it does not around. look very good. Don't be ridiculous. Ooh, that looks a little weak. I'll turn that so you guys can see that yeah. one. Okay. Yeah, turn, turn, turn one. one. Yep. I should mm-hmm. see that. See, yeah, that looks great. Okay. So, I would honestly say the... I'm going to turn that one a little. Yeah. I can't, I can't see it. Okay, turn to him. I would say the 10 and the 15 look very similar. Mm. Could could just be... If Where we, if, we, if we got summer sausage to burn, yeah, cut one lengthwise. Okay. It all eats. Preferably straight, John. That was <laughs> it's not great. Yeah, it's close <laughs> enough, you know. <laughs> Okay. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Not terrible. Pretty. A, li- a little bit patchy. Pretty decent amount of. I think that's bled out pretty good. Yeah. <clears throat> well, there's kind of a dead spot in the middle. The, both ends are kind of heavy. Oh, yeah. Is that better for you? Mm. So this is the 10% one. Okay. So, yeah, you can definitely see a difference at that point. Okay. Couple more little voids in there, but we're not yeah, worried about there's that. Some, there's some so, pretty good air pockets in there. There's area. one or two. Does that look? I mean, really, I don't, yeah, it doesn't look a lot different than the 15. And that's like, where's the cheese? Yeah. There's some the, the large eight, areas without cheese in yeah. there. Yeah. The 8% just doesn't look as good. It looks doesn't like look it's near half as much good. as the 10. Why are we worried about? Are you, are you sure that we got the correct volumes in here? Yeah. Okay. I just like to always throw that out. No, that's fine. Uh, You can cut up another one. I mean, it's possible that it was just that one. Yeah, could be. How how large was your batch size? Sixteen pounds total. So So it's that four pound batch. Ish. Yeah. Five pound. Or like I said earlier, math's not my strong suit. Sorry. You had three batches. Okay. So we're cutting up another one of the eight percenters. That's a little more even. That's a little more what I would expect. Okay. Oh, it still looks here. Still looks a little sparse though. But why do we want? But it's even. An overpowering of cheese. We want the seasoning. We want the meat. Well, let I I, I don't. I mean, I, I think we need to taste okay. test if we're let's start, actually going to. Let's start cutting some up. Let's okay. start. I'll cut up these. Low if, you to high. Wanna, if you want to cut up some of those. Sure. Oh, I thought you had a second knife. No, I should have. Sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> See on this 8%, I have to look at it first and see where would be the best place to take a bite Just because I might not get cheese in. I haven't. We weighed in before this. I haven't eaten all day, so I'm eating the whole thing. <laughs> well, Austin, don't put the whole piece in, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about all the comments people left us last time. <laughs> Me too. Me too. 
meat flavor, summer sausage with some cheese. You don't even like taste the cheese. <clears throat> You're not supposed, the cheese is an additive. It's not a highlight. Yeah, I mean, it totally depends on what somebody's looking for. Like, when I'm having summer sausage and cheese, when it's in it, yeah, I don't expect it to be cheese-flavored. Right. I want a little bit of extra flavor and, you know, a little bit of extra fat. But if I want to eat a ton of cheese, then I would go slice up a block of cheese and eat that with summer sausage. But if you put encapsulated citric acid in it, you want every bite to taste that way, don't you? And it's just an additive. Yeah, but those are not the same. Mm. I taste at cheese all. in no, every no, bite. No, 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 no. Those aren't the same type of things. Encapsulated citric acid we're adding for a few reasons. One of them is you know the pH drop and the tang. The tang is part of the taste. The cheese is part of the taste. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know where he's going. That one. <laughs> You're digging yourself a grave. But, but no, to, to that argument, yeah, to that argument, yep. if that's going to be your argument, well then, well then, what's the correct percent encapsulated to add? Is it a pound? Is it twelve ounces? Is it nine? Is it fourteen? Like, like where is it? And everybody's going to have their own preference. And as we go farther north, people are going to prefer more. And as we go farther south, they're going to prefer less. And you know, across all of us, we probably even have our own preferential uh, difference on percent encapsulated. That's exactly just, what I was just trying like to cheese. Say. But I'd still, I still like, go, John. Yeah, I'd that's still it. like for it to be distributed throughout. And eight percent, it's hard to get. It is. Well, no, no, hold on. No, this throughout. this one's a good example. It's distributed throughout. We, yeah, but take take out the fact that nothing. we're doing it on a hand crank stuffer and a, mm -hmm. and a hand mixer that make it a little more difficult. I don't want to rag on John because we're not using huge, perfect commercial equipment. So, you know, on a handmade process, like this one's a good example. We should have did this test at 10, 20, and 30%, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, we can go Maybe. again. I'm still going to say, well, I, I won't say anything yet. We'll just come back at a later date in time and group it all together. And, so... I mean, yeah. The other ones are going to be edible. They're not so bad. I mean, I've I've been at at one of the state conventions and had a bologna that was had cheese in it, and it was a thirty percent cheese, and it was not good. <laughs> Maybe it didn't have and anything to do with the cheese. And it's not the same as just adding a slice because on a sandwich, you would put in, you know, a, a slice of. You know, cheese onto a sandwich, easy, no problem. It'd be a good portion compared to the meat. But one, this is not normal cheese. This is high temp cheese. Right. Okay. So you got that that's way different than going to the store and getting some high quality, whatever your preferred brand is. You know, locally, the high end, quote, quote high end cheese is Sargento. And, you know, that's like very different than high temp cheese. I think it has more of the consistency of like American cheese. Yeah. See, that's too cheesy to me. Mm -mm. Now we're getting into a realm where you actually taste and you can, it changes the texture, it changes the taste, and you actually get it in there. You still have full meat flavor. I would disagree but you that you actually have, get cheese. No. I would disagree that you have full meat flavor. No. I, I taste cheese. less of the seasoning in that. I taste, I taste more cheese. of the seasoning in that yeah. one. I just think on the first one, I just, I mean, literally there's bites where you don't taste cheese. <clears throat> this one you get, you get both in every bite. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm chewing a, a slice of craft. 
when you start getting up at, at this end is the texture totally changes and that's fine that may be what somebody wants but there's a noticeable difference just moving from here to here there is i agree do you have a preference between those two or are you holding for the end oh i'm yeah i'd rather be at 10 than eight okay <clears throat> well, but I, I i'm gonna guess i'd rather be at 10 than 15. they don't look a lot different they no. look pretty similar no but so there are spot man they're i mean they, i they don't I look that you. much difference but there's a little larger spots between it on this when you really look there's a lot more density right if you take out there. this section so, so maybe you get a bite occasionally in the 10 percent that's all pretty cheesy but you, I also got bites that weren't very cheesy. I think in the 15th, they're all going to be cheesy. Okay. Ready to go? <clears throat> this one is noticeably not cheesy, so I'm going to cut a new piece for me. Yeah, it's like I'm eating a block of Kraft cheese on this one. Yeah, like it, that is all that coats my mouth. It's I don't feel like the or the fat is melting and coating my mouth. I feel like it's just the cheese. Hence, I can't taste any seasoning on this. You're crazy. Very little tons <laughs> flavor. It cuts the There's citric acid. It does cut it. Yeah. There's not near the citric acid tang in that one. Versus this one over here. Oh, so True. you should do a blind taste test. So you should cut up a little of each one and then see if John can tell you which percent is what really quick. I like it. Let's do it. Uh, we should have made a control sample. What's your control? No cheese. No cheese. I think I can do that. And then have some. Yeah. And I think then, I can do that. And then have a slice of cheese. It, is it, does it taste different? You Go just ahead. make me think about that because, yeah, with the less cheese, I get more of the seasoning flavor. Yep. So if you had just one that was, and the, and the cheese would separated from it, hmm. would, it, would it be different? Maybe we did need a palate cleanser for this then. I say that every time. It's like John's in trouble there. <laughs> <laughs> no, Austin's the one who said meat's not as good as cheese. He's the one that's in trouble. This was even my idea. I was sitting here like, why is he turned around? <laughs> 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 I decided to close his eyes. <laughs> Well, I'm going to turn back around once they're done cutting oh. with eyes closed. Oh, well, you can't, oh, with eyes closed? Yeah. Okay. Because if you hand them to me well, and my just eyes are open, out. I'm still going to know. Okay. So right. Oh. Because you don't want to see what it looks like. Right. Because I'll be able to tell from that. He says he doesn't like this one, but you notice he went back for seconds on it before any. Oh, other I'm always going to eat everything I'm handed. No, not you, Brett. Oh. Brett just cut another piece of. I didn't say I didn't oh, like no. it, but I was, I'll eat it. I'll eat it. I was tasting it to Don't compare worry. it back to the last yeah. 15, as far as just the flavor from the seasoning. <clears throat> yeah, a lot more citric acid comes through. See, I'm the guy. I don't dislike any of them. I'll tell you which one I like better. Okay. None of them are bad. Like I said, they're not like that bologna that I had that was 30%. It was, that was bad. Okay, John's on his last okay. bite. 
First was 10, second was eight, last one was that. No, they were all 15. Were they really? Are you serious? No. no. Oh, I was going to say, wow. <laughs> you were right. Yeah. Ten, yeah. Ten, eight, yes. But you couldn't convince you the other way. Though. I think that's a win for team 8%. That's, I absolutely. That's a, because the reason I can tell is with that, I tasted. <laughs> I could tell there was more cheese. I can taste the seasoning much stronger in that than I can mm -hmm. in either one of these. I agree. And uh, let's be honest, tons is a delicious really summer sausage seasoning. I mean, I don't think you're wrong on some of that. I just, the part I think you're wrong is that there is not enough cheese in that to say that it's like cheese. No, I'm, that's the amount I, I'm not wrong on that. Like that's the amount I'm saying. Okay. The way you just said it made it sound like. There's not enough to really, really taste it. No, oh, you can taste it. You can taste it. I think the 10 is the best middle ground to get strong meat flavor, strong amount of cheese. Eight's not enough cheese. 15, I wouldn't say is too much because if I was making it, I'd still make 15. But Okay. Kind of a random. Let Austin make the Christmas summer sausage. <laughs> kind of a random just grab and cut. We've got one decent sized slice. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six whole ones and say like six other little pieces of cheese, right? I'm not gonna bite this or I'm not gonna eat this in less than or more than three bites. So I'm gonna get cheese in every single bite, mm -hmm. but I'm still gonna get mostly yeah. meat and seasoning, which is what I want. This is still mostly meat. Is it though? It's still only fifteen percent cheese, eighty-five percent meat. But it doesn't taste at the same. It that's, cuts its flavor down. It's, it certainly does. Yeah. Okay. So going into it, I thought eight percent was the right. I still believe that. What it, What do yeah. I think is right for yeah, what's your general preference? usage, or what's my preference? Yeah, either or. Well, yeah, I would say not that you're right and somebody else is yeah, wrong. Yeah, it's not right it's, because that's what flavor is. I mean, there are seasonings that I would that you like here, John, that I don't like, mm -hmm. not on the table here, yeah. but that we have in the building, and that doesn't mean that you're right on those. I'm still at a 15%. Okay. And so you came into it thinking 15 and leave going 15. I came into it thinking 25 <laughs> and I'm settling 15. If you want to do another one, we should do, we should do sticks because you'll really start to notice in sticks because yeah. it's such a small diameter okay. that when you go 15% cheese on a stick, I mean, a, a, a 17 stick. millimeter is only that big in diameter, right? you know? And so cheese just, is every other piece of, you know, I mean, cheese, meat, cheese, meat, cheese, meat. If we do want to do that, we should probably do it with either 19 or 20, 21, just because that's what most retail people, you know, we don't want them stuffing a 17 millimeter. With cheese. Okay. That'd be bad. 10. In and out. Coming in and, and leaving. You think 10 was the best? I'm just trying yeah. to see if we change anyone's mind. Yeah, I don't, I, do, I don't know if I could have said for sure what I wanted. I would have I would have made ten if you were asking. Any time I've made it, I make it with ten. Okay. I've never played it going higher than that, but I've never tasted them the same across to notice to really notice that the flavor difference in just the eight and the ten. That that surprises me. That there is that much of a flavor uh -huh. difference. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. I agree. 
Yeah, still still eight percent, but kind of surprised on the yeah the citric acid and just the seasoning flavor difference from eight to fifteen. I think you could convince me more to change from my stance of eight on something, maybe on a snack steak, maybe probably not, uh, but probably on like a bratwurst. Like I could probably be pretty easily convinced on a bratwurst to go way up okay. over eight. But I be- because because I want a brat to be really cheesy. Like I'm okay with that, but I. I personal preference is i don't want my summer sausage to be crazy cheesy plus it's a cold food and so i think that the cold aspect makes a huge difference over warm because i'll 100 agree i want more cheese in a brat because it's going to start it won't melt quite but it'll start being a little bit runny and there it's perfectly good like the jalapeno popper if i'm making those i will definitely not add eight percent i'll go ten percent or even higher so if you wanted to do a broad that was 10 20 and 30 i think that'd be a good one to do it'd be like is 30 too much i i don't know i could be like my first initial thought is like that might be okay i might be okay with that cold though i yeah no i'd just the type of product i 30 would be way too much you're welcome to do it and we can try it but i'm 30 is going to be way too much Austin's just slowly smirking over there like, yo, he Roy, I'm getting excited. He's going to make a 30% batch. If we put that much in it, though, you're also probably going to have to increase your seasoning. Yeah. Yeah, you, you need to bump it up. But see, the difficult thing is is it's hard to bump it up on, on that to try and cover for extra flavor because you might just get too salty too yeah. quick. I was surprised he didn't pop a salt shaker out and put salt on his on his 15% cheese down there. Dylan, what if at higher uh, amounts we started calculating the cheese in as part of the batch? Because I generally don't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So if you if you had a, a you know hundred pound batch and you put in thirty pounds of cheese, you don't want to put in enough seasoning for one hundred thirty pounds, or it's going to end up being way too salty. Right. Like you just you just kill yourself on salt. So instead, you add seventy pounds of meat, thirty pounds of cheese. Is well, what I'm asking. Well, you know, you're you're, you're doing the same, the same thing. thing. It's just backwards. Okay. Slightly different ratio, but you're doing the same thing. You have to figure out how much salt is in the cheese. Yeah. If you were to really affect the meat block by that much, I mean, a thirty percent change is is huge. Right. You know, when we add. 10% cheese. Okay, that's not bad. So the seasoning kind of sticks with it. But, you know, we saw that here where it's fine at 8, fine at 10, 15, starting to get on the verge of like losing some flavor. And if that were like, you know, in a commercial setting, if they were actually making a product like that, like they're going to straight up reformulate the whole deal because we're not going to increase all the salt, but we are going to increase a bunch of the other spices and things like that. And so, but from, you know, from a retail perspective, it, guys can't just keep go adding more at the same ratio um and and so you kind of start losing some of that ability and you almost need to add a little bit extra spices and that kind of thing along the way if you want more of a flavor all right well if we have more of these to do i'll we'll keep doing them that last one we did got way more views than the normal podcast episode on youtube so we'll keep doing these as long as people keep watching them so probably the extra talent on the screen <laughs> People, all of our best performing youtube video or uh podcasts are the ones that you're on people like seeing really oh. that is shocking that is <laughs> that's just shocking <laughs> it is all right cool thanks guys all right so we kicked those guys out a few things to talk about before we get to meet matters real quick uh if you're in the wichita area bha on february 18th is having what they're calling the pawnee prairie Pi- Pawnee Prairie Packout. Uh, it's a cleanup of the Pawnee Prairie Park. Um, starts at 9 a.m. And you can just 
show up and help clean up some garbage. Uh, Walton's is sponsoring that event. Do you know where that event came from? No. Oh, that is was there a story? Kind of. Go uh, ahead. So it was started and initiated by us. Um, I'm pretty sure that that's, yeah, next console. That's uh, uh, near a neighborhood where Josh, our store manager, uh, used to live, grew up, and uh, he spent a lot of time around there, has cleaned up stuff around it before, and he's like, it's been uh, it's, it's always been bad. He was talking about it, what we could do for it. And so then was talking with Kurt with BHA talking with those at in power in the city right. and getting everything organized, um, and getting that going. So that was, uh, started because of Josh. Oh, nice. So yeah, cool. Uh, cool little touch there that, um, sponsored by us, but also that initial push came from Josh, our store manager. That was going to be the first one I went to, but now I feel like it shouldn't be. If it was Josh's event, probably. No, you I'm just and, kidding. You come and cook for him. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, what are, are they dragging the big grill uh, down they'll, there? They'll have That's a big trailer cool. grill out there and cook lunch for everybody that helps out. Ooh, hold on. Talk for a second. got to grab something. It's right over there. So uh, if you haven't seen our trailer grill, it is pretty cool. Um, it's very large. Um, literally, it is a whole trailer. And, um, you can cook, I don't even know how many pounds of meat on that thing at one time, but, um, it's, it's fun a lot. Little, it's a fun little toy. Um, we've only like truly filled it up a couple times. One time we, we filled it up cooking hamburgers and that turned into a bad situation. Uh, there was fire. There was a lot of fire on that. Um, we also took it once to, uh, some show down at the barn, that big barn building. Were you there? No, that was you oh. weren't there for that. Uh, were you? Yeah, I wasn't working. But okay, I was you were there. just coming. Yeah. Uh, was it Big Al's birthday bash? Is that what I, you're talking about? The barn, like kind of. It's kind of a barn. But I don't not think really it was. Barn. I think the only time they've done Big Al's birthday bash was out at. Like they were, they're going to do it again. Maybe it was. Maybe it was. I can't remember. Anyways, it doesn't matter. All right, I got a, a new box from uh, Blue Creek Knives. And it's got a new knife in it. Not Sweet. that. So I can have this one. You now? cannot have that one. I found that other Rosecraft knife that I was using that I got last week. I found that I really like having multiple knives. I, I now <laughs> see why Flip is as obsessed with it as he is. Okay, so we've got some stickers that I will put on the side of the fridge like I did with the other ones. Um, I've got a CRKT. No, this one's CJRB. Why do they all use. Just a couple of uh, initials. Come up with real names, knife companies. Cricket? Is sure. That, is that how you Probably. Would maybe say it? I mean, I, I'm not enough in the knife community to know. Let's see here. Oh, it'd be nice if I had a knife to cut that open, huh? <laughs> I'm not going to do it now. Oh, cool. A tiny little maglite. Is that actually a maglite? Yep. Yeah. That's cool. Yep. Maglite. So, yeah. Uh, it's not just like an off brand. Solitaire LED. So, I will put that on my. Keychain, and then for this knife, it's that cricket thing. Ooh, it is all metal, and it's a flipper. Oh, and I like the, it's the same kind of design as this. It looks more oh. like a hatchet than uh -huh. a, yeah. or a hatchet's the wrong word. What's the word I'm looking for? What's the word I'm looking for, Patrick? A cleaver. It's kind of got that more aggressive 
I want to stab something type thing. And as far as sharpness goes, let's see how it does. Oh, that is that's nice. Super sharp. Oop, super sharp. It is very disappointing if you get like a something that's supposed to be sharp and out of the box, it's just not, not sharp enough. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty cool little knife. Three knives in rotation now. Okay. Uh, moving on to uh, meat matters. As Austin said, surprised that we had this many because we just did the cheese thing, but we'll get through these kind of quickly. First one, China's bid to improve food production, question mark, giant towers of pigs. This is ridiculous. So they are 26 story tall buildings that are fully automated. The feed all goes to each floor. Each floor is separated into different areas for breeding pigs, piglets, all sorts of different things. This is the part, though, that really makes me question whether or not this is even true. China is 18.4% of the world's population. They eat 50% of all the pork in the world. That's crazy. It would probably make sense if they're heavier on pork, not heavy on like chicken and beef. You get to some areas that are going to be higher on like goat and sheep and other what we would call oddball things. So, I mean, the U.S. is going to be probably higher in beef and chicken. Okay. Some areas of the world are going to be higher in sheep and goat and stuff like that. And then China, heavy on pork. Do you want to take a guess at what percentage, roughly, of the beef eaten in the world is eaten by Americans. Oh, by Americans? Um, we're what? Well, we're uh, 360 million, so we're less than a quarter their size. 5%. Uh, 17%. Oh, it's actually bigger than that. It's 21%. Okay. I was just thinking because we're probably, what, 5% of the population, but we probably eat a higher amount. So I was thinking three times as much, but so four times. That's awesome. Four times the amount of what we should. Good job, fellow countrymen. Continue eating lots of beef. All right. So that is just insane, though. Did you see the image of that 26-story tall building and the entire ridiculous complex? Yeah, it's crazy. It I is. Don't, I don't get I don't get that. It's nuts. I mean it's 26 stories. It looks like mini apartment buildings and it's all pigs in there. Do they I, yeah, do they just have that big of an issue with land? Yes. According to this. And that's also in rural China. So it's not like they're trying to, you know, get it closer to a city. They said in that article, um which for some reason I could read but you apparently can't. Yeah. Um said that agricultural land Access to agricultural land is one of the biggest issues in China right now. Interesting. So, yeah. All right, moving on. Louisiana seeks to revive law restricting meat substitute labels. So Louisiana on Tuesday urged a federal appeals court to revive a law restricting the use of words traditionally used for meat to market plant-based foods after the mark or the maker of tofurkey meat substitutes convinced the judge that it was in, unconstitutional. Basically, there was a law in place in Louisiana that said, hey, Tofurky, you can't say that you're making hot dogs. And then they sued and a judge was like, oh, no, yeah, they have, you know, free speech as a company and they're allowed to say that, which is such a ridiculous argument. It, 
if, if you want to play by those rules, then you have to play by them everywhere. And that's the issue is that you have to get rid of all the USDA labeling requirements. And that's not going to happen. Good luck with that. So if you want if you if you want the meat industry to abide by USDA labeling requirements, then you need to make everyone else abide by a similar set of rules, which would mean not misrepresenting not misrepresenting your product for something that it's not. And if you're labeling it as something that is, I don't I don't know a better way to say it, but they said traditionally. I, I feel like there's a, probably something better for that, but because it makes it sound like it's, oh, well, it's just a non-traditional. Right. No, it, it's not right. It's right. not accurate. But um, Yeah, it's a good call there. The word traditionally inserted there makes it sound like it's just, oh, that's the way we've always done it. Instead of, hey, this is the way we've been forced to do it by the USDA. Yeah. If it's like um, you want to make a, a country ham. You can only make a country ham if you made it like out in the country right. in a certain situation and scenario. Otherwise, you have to call it like country style ham. Should be the same thing with any of the meat substitute stuff out there. It could be hot dog style something. Yeah. I mean, it just include the word style in it. Something different, but you can't just flat out call, call it, it that. what you want. Agreed. All right. USDA simplifies direct loan application. This is from uh, Successful Farming. So the USDA has developed a simplified direct loan application to improve the customer service experiences of farmers and ranchers applying for loans from the Farm Service Agency. So basically, they're just trying to make it a little bit easier for these farmers to apply for loans that they're just apparently going to give out in perpetuity. We are apparently never going to stop pumping money into the system. I fear that that is because once we do, oh, everything's going to come crashing down. Once you start, you how do you stop things? I, I mean, don't you know. don't. Once people get accustomed to getting something to stop it creates a whole whole host of problems. And a lot of people that are going to get angry and not going to elect people again. So those in power are like, well, we'll just keep doing this because it's keeping us in office. There was a post on Logistics about uh, some loans that had gone out and how in the article they said, uh, you know, we don't list the names of uh, loan grantees or whatever people who got the money. Someone's like, oh, I can kind of see why, you know, they wouldn't do that. I'm like, no, the government doesn't have any money. That's our money. I want to know the name of everybody who my money is going out to. Mm-hmm. That's I have that right because that's my money. Yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, cattle's new or Colorado's new cattle-free mega ranch to produce 45 million pounds of mushroom meat. It's not a ranch. Here's the definition of a ranch, an extensive farm, especially in the western United States, on which large herds of cattle, sheep, or horses are raised, or two, a large farm on which a particular crop or kind of animal is raised. Now, you could argue that a fungus or fungi, whatever, a mushroom, technically isn't a plant, so maybe, but a herd, or sorry, a herd, a herd, of, a herd mushroom. of mushrooms. That's a scary <laughs> thought. A ranch is where you grow beef, where you grow horses, where you maybe have bison, sheep, but it is not for mushrooms. But yeah. language, language no longer matters. That I yeah, I think that's just some of the the whole bigger play of yep. just ease things in and terminology here and there to 
just slowly transform everything. So playing off that, I'm going to change nothing, but I am now a vegetarian who is 100% eco-friendly and I am carbon neutral. Okay, so we might need to switch gears here for a minute. Okay. Are we going to talk about our weight loss competition? Oh, good point. Because whoever loses, um, there I, I, there is now a new definition for what a vegan <laughs> diet is, and I'm 100% on board with this. That's excellent. Patrick, yes. can we record that at the very end and have you just put it in front of this portion? Yeah. Okay, sure. let's do that then. Okay. Leave this in, though. All right, going on. Subway hopes new meat slicers will boost sales after record 2022. So they're going to stop dealing in pre-sliced meat, and they're going to have slicers that they're going to cut, uh, slicers in the store, so they're going to cut it right in front Ooh, of you as you order it. I don't like that. Explain. This Are will you? 100% make me more likely to eat a Subway sandwich. Really? Oh, yeah. See, me, I, I don't... I don't know. This 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 may sound, this may be bad. I don't know if I'm the cleanliness doing a yeah doing a, a service for our industry or not. But personally, I'm gonna be. It, it's gonna make me feel like I'm gonna be less likely because I already know that stuff coming from Subway is commercially mass produced. You're not gonna. It, to me, if you're slicing it there for someone, it's supposed to give it more of like a personalized feel to it and make you make, make it seem more artisan. It, but it is more artisan. It's not. It's it still is. the same thing. They're just using a smaller machine instead of a bigger one, but they're changing the environment that they do it in. Instead of doing it in a plant that is inspected under... Uh, uh, under the USDA, you're doing it in a restaurant that is just inspected by your local city or county health inspector. Right. Which nothing against those guys. I mean, I don't. I we're we're inspected by them too. We have certain inspection that goes on here, but not to the USDA. The USDA does not come in here and inspect things. And that is a diff. That is it's different. You have a different standard, a different level of things that you have to keep to. And that is going to be, in my opinion, a breeding ground for listeria and getting people sick. Still don't care. Still would rather watch my meat sliced in front of me. That's the, the uh, what's Trump, what's his name? Trump was like that too. He only wanted to eat like McDonald's and whatever because the meat is like pre-made and mm-hmm. thinks their cleanliness standards are better. Uh, yeah, I would. Yeah, the cleanliness is vastly different. And I, yeah, knowing that, to be honest, I I won't eat a subway as much. Okay. Um, plant-based fail. The empty promise of animal meat displacement. It's been roughly, or it's been a rough couple of weeks in the media for the plant-based meat category. The major black eye came from a business week cover story with the painful title, fake meat was supposed to save the world. It became just another fad. And the subtitle, beyond meat, 3.3% and impossible foods wanted to upend the world's $1 or one trillion dollar meat industry. <laughs> one trillion dollar meat industry, but plant-based meat is turning out to be a flop. So, uh, ouch. The reaction from the vegan echo chamber was swift and childish. This is not me saying this. This is this article saying this. It says, Impossible F- Foods resorted to calling the article another opinion piece and oddly relied on Reddit users to defend the company. Taking out a full page ad in the New York Times, such an exorbitant and useless spend seemingly, er, seems especially ill-timed given this week's news that the company is cutting 20% of its workers. 
So if you're getting fired, just know that they decided it was a better use of the company's money to take out a full page ad in the New York Times than to continue paying employees. Yeah. That kind of shows what I think this leadership in those companies is like. More interested in the the virtue signal than the company. Yeah, I'd agree. Okay. Let's we are way over time, so we're gonna speed through a couple of these. Um, North American snacks market is a report from 2022. A $6.45 billion industry in 2028. Rising popularity of clean label and organic meat snacks and chicken-based meat snacks. Okay. So they're saying it's gonna grow from 4.68 million to 6,004, how does that make any sense? 6.4 billion by 2028. I think the fact that it's 4.68 million is absurdly low. Like that's a ridiculously low expectation or uh, assessment of what it is. If it was just chicken, like chicken snack sticks, I would agree with that, but they're including organic meat snacks in that. What do you say that, what What do you think it is from? 4.618 million? What did I mess no, up? Did they do, is it 4 billion? Yeah. So they did the same thing. Why are they saying 4,618 million? Yeah, it's, it's silly. They should just put it in billions. They're, they're oh, okay. using terminology that makes it confusing. That makes absolutely yeah, more sense. 4.6 billion to six, basically 6.5 billion. In this though, real quick, um, they talk about how people are looking for different things to like help with their health things. And one of the things they call out is cholesterol, which we've talked about a bunch of times. But once again, why dietary cholesterol does not matter for most people from Healthline. When dietary intake of cholesterol goes down, your body makes more. When you eat greater amounts of cholesterol, your body makes less. Because of this, foods high in dietary cholesterol have very little impact on blood cholesterol levels in most people. So she's a, the person who wrote that quote for them is a cardiologist. If I know this, how do they not know that? Uh, elk might be a non-traditional meat, but its menu popularity is growing. United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization tells us that Americans eat 315 million pounds of venison or deer meat each year. Citing research carried out by Data, or Data Essential, restaurant hospitality tells us that elk has become 115% more common on restaurant menus. Interesting. Right? I think it sounds, this is going to sound stupid, but I think a lot, not a lot of this, some of this at least is owed to how often Rogan talks about how good elk meat, elk, ugh, elk meat is. Yeah, could be just because he, I mean, he's so massive. He says something and it instantly gets into millions of people's heads. Yeah, and he's had a bunch of like small restaurateurs on recently, so that specialized in wild game. All right. Class action lawsuit alleging Beyond Meat deceived customers about protein content will combine be combined in Chicago. So we don't have to go over this. Uh, we've talked about this in the past, but that is moving forward. Um, basically, one of the people who are making Beyond Meat's products said, hey, you're overrepresenting how much uh, protein is in each one of these. Uh, and then that led to a lawsuit. Um, just for example, uh, the Beyond Beef plant-based ground 16-ounce patties, which is labeled as 20 grams per serving and 40% daily volume of protein, actually contains 19 grams per serving by nitrogen testing and 7% 
daily value for protein. I don't understand how one gram difference makes for the difference between 40 and 7%. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand how they're doing that. Don't know. Okay. Moving on. Uh, cardiologist says seemingly healthy foods can raise cholesterol levels. Now, I'm only calling this out because this is another nonsense article. It's stress. So they were talking about how to like live longer, look younger, longer, and lead a healthier lifestyle. But they make ridiculous comments in here. Like, evidence suggests the benefits of healthy plant-based diet, including... Include adding years to your life, reducing risk of chronic illness, and improving mood and energy. I mean, that is just not true. The level of t- the number of times in the last twenty four hours where I've just screamed—that's just not true—is <laughs> ridiculous. All right, twenty twenty three could bring record record cattle prices. Now, if you were lucky enough to hang on to your cow herd through the double whammy of drought and the pandemic over the past three years, you may finally get rewarded this year. The market experts at Cattle Facts told beef producers at the twenty twenty three cattle industry convention in New Orleans that this could be a record price year for all classes of cattle. Finally, some good news for ranchers. It has been a long time of nothing but negative news. So did not think really that they would be the ones to benefit from a reduced herd, but hopefully they are. Yeah. I assume to be the the big box stores. All right. Uh, How to tenderize meat with baking soda. I only bring this up because we've had someone here who has, whose wife has been doing this for years. He didn't really know it. She's like, oh, I forgot to soak it in baking soda. He's like, what? What do you do? And she's like, oh, I always soak our ground beef in baking soda. And he's like, well, that makes sense. It's like, I get it. And he said, you know, that one did not taste quite as good as what she normally serves. So, I mean, there is definitely some science behind that. Now, right. uh, report billions in federal farm payments flow to a select group. The top 10% of recipients of federal farm payments raked in more than 79% of total subsidies over the past 20 five years. The top 1% collected 27% of total subsidies between 1995 and 2021. Some of the farm payments are a little opaque. The government does not release information on all of the individuals who receive support for crop insurance. So crop insurance, though, my understanding is different. Probably shouldn't speak on that because they don't actually know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know enough to really say there. My only my only guess is that it's probably not a, f- a yeah, guessing, but since it's uh, run by the government, it's probably not like legitly insurance in a way like health insurance is like when they talk about some of that now, it's no longer really insurance. It's Fair more point. like health coverage. Yeah. But or or, or tax. Yeah. Or tax. Yeah, we just call it. But I don't know. It'd be something interesting to look look more into, to be honest. Yeah, we do need to get a farmer on here at some point. Because yeah, even though it's not like directly related to us, like there there a lot of crops have to be grown to to raise cattle. Like it's oh, yeah. a lot I I wonder how what percentage of crops grown is actually grown for human consumption versus animal feed. I'm That's gonna guess inter- that's got to be an interesting stat. I'm going to guess it's 23% of all crops grown in the U.S. are used in animal feed. Does it give you a percent? I see it gave you a total. 
36% of corn crops are being used to feed livestock. Yeah, but that's... But I wonder how much then of that is then being used for like ethanol and other things. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to do some looking. Okay. That's a good one to try and find out. Uh, Amish organic farmer faces $250,000 fine, possible jail time for processing his own meat without chemicals. <sighs> what? Now, there's a little bit more to it than that. That's a slightly misleading headline. He was, he's making, uh, right. He's making uh, raw milk and his meat is a hundred percent organic. No, nothing in it. They eat grass and he was feeding it to and selling it to uh, local, um, local people. And the list of health benefits that these local people are claiming, not him is just long and, insane i mean i i saw them everything from saying it, it cured their uh, leaky gut to one lady's like oh i don't have i don't want to say it wasn't brain cancer but some sort of cancer anymore so i mean a little bit of cult of personality there maybe um but from this guy's standpoint uh whose name is miller uh to miller processing his meat in this way would undermine his commitment to producing meat the old-fashioned way without chemicals, a service his customers pay a premium for at the cash register. The parasitic acid is toxic, and it's GMO. The farm's practices are organic, non-GMO, chemical-free, hormone-free, and antibiotic-free, according to the website. The cows get the sunshine. They eat grass. If the animal eats good food, we can eat good food as well. They use it as their medicine. Yeah. The issue there is he's selling things. Uh -huh. If you were doing it for yourself, you do whatever you want. As soon as you start engaging in some sort of commerce, the government's going to regulate it and tell you how, how you, how you can or can't do things. Now, what kind of click or kicked this all off was, uh, a girl died from a specific strand of listeria. They then said, Hey, this listeria is similar to what we found at this farm, you know, however many years ago. Oh, it's a similar strain of listeria? That's not any type of proof. That's, yeah, that's their connection. Ridiculous. That's not good. All right, we'll uh, skip the next one because it's, it's fairly in-depth. Um, I found this one funny. The article is, Inside the New York City Kosher Meat Boycott of 1902, just... Bear with me for a second. The next day, thousands of women streamed through the streets of the Lower East Side, breaking into butcher shops, finding meat or throwing meat into the streets and declaring a boycott. That is not a boycott. That is a riot. Yeah. You don't boycott by going in, grabbing meat or whatever and throwing it out into the street. It did make me realize that like people are way less aggressive now. Like you watch some old timey footage and those people were ready to fight over anything mm -hmm. we just like you know oh the government's raising our taxes another eight percent it was like a one cent tea tax that made the founding fathers just be like nope we're done we're going to war yeah i mean i think it's it would be harder for us nowadays to get to that point yes because but, we don't have the same level of anger and testosterone yeah but but noel but people get people get angry for I think more things and simpler things, it's, it's, it's easier to start to get angry. It's harder to take it to the next level. Yeah. That'd be my that's opinion. That's fair. Um, I would also say a lot of the anger is only 
over the internet and that mm-hmm. none of those people would ever say any of that directly to someone's face. That's very true. So, all right. Uh, 12 New Jersey mayors raise alarm on offshore wind after unprecedented number of whale deaths. My only response was, no, something the government did that had unintended consequences? Can't imagine. Uh, Why are eggs so expensive? Again, this is from Vox, so I always want to call those out so that we can all get our our salt shakers out. Um, But it turns out that it's the twin crises of factory farming and bird flu. Okay. Yep. Don't. Why are we don't bother. factory farming? Don't bother. It's Vox. Because if, yeah, in theory, f- factory farming would be the thing that you could you could argue is would be saving things is because you can produce so many in a short amount of time and at a low cost. You don't do that. And we're t- having a whole different discussion. Yep. Yep. But, um, <clears throat> lab grown meat has bigger challenges than the FDA. So leading scientists agree that cultured meat products won't give you cancer, but the industry doesn't have the decades of data to prove it. So it's trying to avoid the question instead. But why would it cause cancer? Like that's like saying, hey, this new soda, I can't prove that it doesn't cause cancer. So we're just going to avoid the question. There's no reason that that would cause cancer. People put out so many different articles about how red meat causes cancer or processed meat does this and that. Can we just start writing our own for um, whatever we want? It could be Beyond Meat or Impossible Food or causes wh- cancer. whoever, anything else out there. We just isn't exactly meat, but it's like it. Let's just start saying, yeah, it causes cancer, makes you go blind. Yeah. Uh, I have a second, causes early onset Alzheimer's, all these bad, horrible things. And I have a just, second cousin who got like seriously sick. Like we didn't think she was going to make it. And she ate impossible meat once. I think it's probably maybe. related. I think it is too. Hmm. Should look into that. It's yeah. It, <laughs> I'm going to get it get down a wormhole. When, when my, when my grandfather passed away in 2020, it was right in the middle of all the COVID stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and during that time, a lot of people were saying, you know, they're, they're just putting down for everybody that dies. Oh, it was COVID. It was COVID death, COVID death, COVID death. When he died, we like made, we're like, made sure we were like, Hey, uh, he, whether you think he had COVID or not, right. he was dying of heart failure. Yep. He do not put him down as having died of COVID. Do you know that why they were doing that? Oh, they were getting huge government paychecks They're getting payouts for on. everyone who died of COVID. So they were putting, co- I mean, literally the joke was a motorcycle accident. Oh, he had COVID died of COVID, but they did that. I mean, unfortunately that makes sense. It's all corrupt. Yeah. It's not just the food industry. It's everything. All right. The last one, uh, I've got a list here of Missouri farmers selling meat directly to customers. I will post that in the chat because I really do, want to continue pushing that as what I think the way forward is with uh, specifically beef and pork is buying directly from the farmers. I like it because if people do that, they're going to be buying from more of our commercial customers that are custom processing that meat. So you would hope it's a cool deal. Cool. Cool. All right. All right. So we did our weigh in. Sorry, John. It's too bad that you had to lose. Uh, I don't think that's accurate, <laughs> sir. Uh, so if you'll, Patrick will insert that footage and sound here. All right. This is the weigh-in for Austin and my weight loss challenge. I was 210. 
when we weighed the first time. So I don't know if you can see down there, but we're about to step on the scale. I am 203.2. You want to grab that? Get a get a shot of that because I don't trust Austin to get away from me. No, you. if it doesn't come back down to 203.2, all right, 203.2. So I've lost seven-ish pounds. It's a body weight percentage. Yeah, right? Understood. Understood. But So I'm at seven pounds. Hold on. I got to adjust the mic because John's kind of short. Nope. You pulled it down. 217 point. It's fluctuating. Oh, get your hand off that. Get your hand off that. Actually, put your hand back on that. Well, that was hurting me. How is that hurting you? I don't know. 215.3. Oh, dang it. I got to figure out how to get back to where I was. Did you find a sweet spot? 215.2. And as we come back, we see that seven pounds is greater than five pounds. And since you were already, you would have had to have lost more for a percentage one. Yeah. Um, I'm the winner. It's okay. We, As we discussed through uh, our meat matter section here, people's definitions of things are, are fluid. And there is nothing that is basically just fixed and static. And so if, if my punishment is to eat vegan for a week. Which it is. I am going to uh, reestablish a new definition for what vegan is. You are going to at least give it a good shot. I will, I will give it a good shot. However, I will say, I, so I, I will like. I'll create a post on Meatistics and I will document like everything I eat. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll, if I'm going to do this, I'm at least going to make something entertaining out of it. Okay. Um, I am not starting today. Okay. So I, I am going to like actually like plant. Yeah. <laughs> With 15 pounds of meat. And cheese. Both things yeah. you can't eat. Yeah. So the cheese is honestly, mm. it's going to be harder for I'm me than sure. not eating meat. Um, I can, I'm going to, I'm going to have to buy some sort of meat substitute because I am going to, I need some sort of meat, right. um, something that's as close as I can get. Um, I did find out, um, there are bacon bits, like the normal, the no, quote unquote normal bacon bits, like you get at the store, not the ones that are like that say real bacon on them, obviously, but there's a, like the little dried well, ones? Yeah, well-known, established brand of bacon bits that are vegan. Really? So I'm going to be eating those on every meal. Okay. I'm going to – I already have my dessert picked out for every meal. Wait, do you have dessert with every meal? No, but I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My wife – I was telling my wife about this last night, so she was researching foods. And she's like, you're going to eat horrible. All you're going to eat is junk food. And I'm like, what kind of junk food can I eat that's vegan? She's like, Oreos are vegan. I'm like, oh, yeah, buddy. No. So, I'm eating a lot of Oreos. Um, so me initially thinking that that would cause me to lose more weight and – It could, may not. May it not. Could. So if you don't do the Oreo thing, right, it would be interesting to see – after your week, are you going to start tomorrow? Do you know when you're going to start? No. You want to start tomorrow. Okay. Maybe like a week from now. Okay. I Like I, I need some time to actually like prepare, plan out a sure. diet, go buy everything. Yep. I don't want to just start it now. Yeah. Too much all at once. But it would be interesting to see like what your uh, weight's not the only factor, obviously, but it's the most easily trackable yeah. to see what that does because for short periods of time like there are definitely be benefits to like an elimination diet now 
if you're going to go ahead and just eat Oreos, throw all of that out because it, it's not going to do anything. This is like the McDonald's experiment from years ago. Yep. Just eat McDonald's. I'm just going to eat Oreos for a week. I couldn't do it, though. That would you'd it, throw up. It would get bad. You'd get sick. Yeah, yeah you get sick. But I, it, it at least excites me that, you know, even if I don't eat something that I truly find good right. for like my main course, I can at least have a couple Oreos at the end and feel okay about myself. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll be interested to see how many times I, I'll, I'll be very impressed if you're able to make it through the entire thing without cheating at all. Just know that they're going into it. There's probably the expectation that you're going to cheat at least once. So I just be interested in what that cheating we'll is. So the only thing I don't know, the, the, the only reason I can think of that I would cheat is, um, some sort of like event. Um, so my son, we were supposed to have a birthday party for him this last weekend. Um, we we're supposed to have, uh, both sides of the family come over and, and eat and do stuff. And then my wife and kids have been sick throwing up. So we canceled the birthday party. We're going to reschedule that. Like if there's that during the time I will cheat, yeah. um, it's going to happen. Um, but other than that, like some scenario like that, where it's like family get together or some special event, um, I don't, it should be fine. I don't know. We'll see. I already warned my wife. I'm like, when I start this, I will eat with you guys, but I'm not eating with you guys. I'm doing all my own meal. She, she was starting off for like, I'm going to, I can cook it. And I'm like, no, no, <laughs> no, 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 don't go down that road. <laughs> I am doing If that this. starts happening, if she like willingly jumps on board with it, abort, just <laughs> no, I'll she, shoot you in the neck with the salt gun or something. No, she wants to do it to, to make it more miserable for me. Like, <laughs> She would, she would make it like unbearably healthy and I wouldn't get to eat any Oreos. <laughs> Got it. Like, Got it. Okay. So really she's coming at it from a place of love and wanting you to be healthier. When you say she's do doing it to make it more miserable. Uh, yeah. It depends on which way you look at it. I, I, think I don't think she's doing it. I think she's doing it because she likes to poke. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I, but I don't know. All right, it's possible. It's possible. All right. Thanks guys. Uh, we will be back next week. We've got some interesting guests coming up. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Do that. Thanks for checking out the Meat Logistics Podcast. To shop everything but the meat, head on over to Waltons.com. To get your meat processing questions answered by experts and enthusiasts alike, head on over to our online community at MeatGistics.com. Waltons, everything but the meat.